So welcome to another installment of Yellowtip, a weekly show brought to you courtesy of Campus Radio. And we use this space to identify issues affecting the young people and find ways of addressing them. We engage individuals using their creativity to identify these issues and work on solutions to overcome them. Uh, before introducing our guest to this particular installment, um, so the last installment we were fortunate enough to have Saga. And uh, my producer was keen enough to identify that I was using a lot of feelers. So feelers are yeah, mm, yes, yes. So he challenged me for this particular installment not to use them. He gave me an actually, this is true by the way, a one hour lecture of as to why I need not to use them. So uh, my dear listeners, I want you to help me out. So I want you to pay attention to any time that I'm going to use a filler, note the timestamp and be the first person to reply or comment um, with those timestamps. And if you get five timestamps, I'm going to pay a hundred before each of them, but they have to be five and you must be the first person. So um, yeah, 500 bob, just like that. Okay. So please help me out. So, all right, so uh, let's get to today's segment. And I'm actually so interested with the guys that we have in the studio today. They're doing an incredible, I don't know if it's calling it magical, or I don't know if they rubbed a lamp and uh, and Genie gave them this incredible idea, but they're trying to change our perception towards online commerce. And uh, they have this incredible product they're going to talk about. But before then, let them introduce themselves, let them tell us their name, where they're from, and we can jump into it. And, and the good thing is we have a lady. So ladies go fast, right? <laughs> so my name is Carrie Kambulu, and I'm from Abantu, our company. Uh, and our primary product is called Range. And uh, my name is Kennedy Mumu, and I am the co-founder. Does, does it have any connection with um, Bantu's Kisses, Kikuyas? Yeah, it does. Okay, actually. interesting. Bantu <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a word that's used in almost every um, African dialect, and it stands for people. So it varies across. The South Africans have Ubuntu, which is together with other people. The people in Kenya have variations. So you have Umundu, uh, Mutu, uh, Watu, each and every one of them just is trying to refer to people. Mm -hmm. In Rwanda, they actually use the word Abantu, mm -hmm. and that is for people. So essentially, we're a people-centric um, software company that uh, lives in the heart of Nairobi. So in order to encompass what we want to do, which is, you know, make software that helps makes people lives better. Um, we chose, and the fact that we're African, we decided uh, let's, let's spice things up a bit. And uh, yeah, that's how Abantu came across. Oh, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Abantu, wow. Okay. So Abantu, meaning people, then you guys are a software company, meaning you're building solutions for people. And incredibly, you have first solution is, you said range, right? Yes. So what is range? So range right now is a software as a service platform. And what it does is it enables you to build your own website, e-commerce or otherwise, within five minutes. And it comes, well, Ken likes to say it comes batteries included. Wait, wait. So, uh, let's just go back. So did you say just say build a website in five minutes? Yeah, five minutes. Well, depending on how tech savvy you are, it could be an hour. Okay. But roughly five minutes to an hour and you'll have your website. Wow. And yeah. Exactly. And it comes batteries included. So this means integrated and automated logistics, integrated payments, bulk SMS tools that you can use. Everything already comes packed into your website. Think of it as, I think we said this yesterday, a business in a box. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. So the aim of this is um, we're hoping to use this to help democratize e-commerce. 
So right now, the market has a lot of uh, incumbents. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw that uh, when we were in university, mm -hmm. we would charge around uh, 100,000 shillings going up to develop uh, platforms and websites for people. And um, over time, we started to realize that uh, people wanted their own stuff, but they couldn't afford it. So we need to make sure that anyone, anyone and everyone in the Kenyan economy can be able to get online and sell mm -hmm. and reach a much larger target without necessarily having, I mean, a technical background or a lot of capital. Because from our research, we found out that 19% of, of the GDP commerce in Kenya is done by, um, you know, blue-collar economy, right? Yeah. And of that, about 70% is started with capital of 50,000 shillings yeah, 50, or, or less. Or less. Mm -hmm. So that 100,000 for the website is thrown out the door. You can't afford that. So we said, um, we actually have the technology to be able to do this. And uh, why not? Let's make it. And then we had the option of pricing it. And we decided, let's make it such that anyone can do it. And we decided, let's put it at 1,000 more. And uh, I mean, from there, we've gotten like, we're shocked. So like, you know, you go on a weekend, you come in. And this was really the moment where the light bulb hit. We went over the weekend and came back and we do our regular checks on who signed in. Mm -hmm. And we found um, a lady, uh, Mamboga in Halingham had signed up. Two weeks later, Mama Bonga. Mom, yeah. literally she was selling a fruit basket. Two weeks later, we're doing a check on the sister, and we found a guy, he did not believe what he was selling. Selling charcoal. Wow. Selling my car. Wow. Online. <laughs> online. Yes. So the main reason why most of us are not trading or rather selling online is because of cost. Yeah. That's so, the biggest. Not cost. I mean, like, there's a lot of factors. <laughs> okay. One of the, one of the yeah. it's, it's, it's barriers to entry. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So one of the barriers to entry is obviously cost. Uh -huh. And we decided to tackle that by pricing it at 1,000 shillings a month. Okay. And for students and low-income people, 500 won. And from there, that allows you to operate for eight years before you actually ever reach that 100K. Uh -huh. The next barrier to entry is now education. How tech savvy are you? With a couple of the other solutions available, you still have to go and look for a developer. You still have to go and look for somebody else to help you. And so we realized, hey, this is another issue. How do we get the mama and baba to sign up, reduce the cost? Next, we make it as easy as creating a Facebook account. Let me give you a, a bit of uh, So I've tried building an e-commerce yeah. website. <laughs> and uh, when you guys say that uh, with five minutes and it's, it's uh, like just moving things, and, and because I could not build it from scratch because I'm not tech savvy, I use this thing we call WordPress, right? Mm -hmm. And then and, and, and try to get themes and everything. But it still took me time. But just saying that, I'm a Mamboga at Harlingham. And, and by the way, we paid more than paid more than 500. <laughs> just, just, just say to that. <laughs> because we, we had to we had to buy the theme, which which cost us about 7,000. Uh, and then, of course, we had to get the host where, where now it's going to sit online. I want you to assume that you're this Mamamboga. And I want you to, and I also want you to assume that I'm, I've never built a website. I don't know what it, it is. I just want you to take, walk me through baby steps, like you're walking a 10-year-old kid, how to actually get onto range. We're 100% convinced that uh, whoever found out about it have to sign on. But regardless, <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless um, the, the experience that um, you get on range, we've removed um, a, a lot of the technical files. So what exactly it means is, as you talked about the Facebook profile, mm -hmm. you get on, you sign up, which means you just provide your business details um, one after the other, and um, immediately you sign up, you're met with um, our dashboard, and uh, immediately you get there, you have the option 
of instantly, um, I mean, by the time you're done with the sign up process, um, your website is already up, right? Yeah. The only thing that's left now is for you to add your goods, which once again is like a Facebook profile. Okay. You just fill a form and it's done. Now with those two steps, you have a website online that you can use to sell things. Okay. Now what's left is perhaps giving it, and that is now after like five minutes, mm -hmm. right? What's left now perhaps is just um, say, if you want to start maybe adding extra options like SEO stuff and whatnot, that can come in a bit later. But aside from that, at the point you register and add your first product, that's five minutes. And with that, you're able to start selling online. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking at your website right now. Um, so this is, guys, uh, you can check this out. It's range.ca.ke. If you want to put, so once you open range, uh, you'll find actually commodities. <laughs> I can see some women fashion, great deals, basically whatever you're going to get on Amazon, right? Um, that is commodities. And correct me, guys, if I'm wrong. Wait, this blue purple, oh, that's that's a casing. I thought that you're selling a laptop at 700 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Then where next? Okay. So once you go all the way to the bottom, um, you'll see that's a blue line. Then there's a section written for business. So once you click on range for business, it's going to open out a new page uh, that is build your own store in minutes. Then with a button start now. I think that's what that's what Ken is explaining. So the first step, like he said, three simple steps. Create an account, upload your products, choose and edit your templates. This is as simple as doing filters on Instagram. <laughs> you know, that's, that's pretty simple. Take a photo, do filters, publish. That's exactly what I'm getting. Now, when it comes to costing, you can see standard 500. Well, what does this mean? What does this mean? If... So that 500 bob is actually for our students and people in our low-income areas. We realized that we wanted for them to be able to access it. And for them, 500 bob may not be, or 1,000 shillings may be a bit too high, Yeah. right? Yeah. So we took that pricing <clears throat> and decided, hey, 500 bob for them. A thousand for our starting businesses and guys who have personal portfolios. But I'm pretty sure as you've looked at our website, we have multiple tiers. Yes, 15,000. <laughs> so but as we move up and as your business grows and expands, you require a lot more things. You require blogging features, maybe a booking system, maybe something else, depending on the kind of business you have. And those things not only take a lot of time to build, they take a lot of skill to build. And so we place them in the higher packages. We also have wider logistics range there. Um, our goal was to, in order to provide a solution and be this cost effective, we need to ensure that the features that we have are features that you will use. So we don't want to give the lower packages more features than they require. Because if all you want to do is sell, you don't need video on demand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But in the higher packages, mm -hmm. maybe they want to do more. And so we provide them with those features. So our, okay. our thoughts are come and join us at a thousand and then let's all grow together. And if you want to stay at the thousand, it's completely fine because we ensure that at that lowest package, even the 500 bob for Mamamboga, you are able to serve all of Kenya and you're able to move your business. Wow, that's incredible. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, Join Abantu. <laughs> Be with people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. actually means that. Yeah. One thing I've also realized that even even normally, if you want to actually go hiking and you want to go alone, you might not make it. But if you go with a couple of friends, then it becomes interesting and fun. You can actually complete it. <laughs> it's like marathon runners. Yeah. Yeah. 
they lose. They usually practice in in groups. Yeah. yeah. They run. They run in packs. Yeah. Just yeah. Just, no, you just sometimes have the other three guys just to keep him company. Yeah. Yeah, just to keep him company. They already know that that guy's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, let's just motivate you. <laughs> All right, guys. So, um, like I had mentioned to you, I've tried building a website. And uh, if you're using the one of the simplest ways to build a website, I'm giving you a hint. I hope you guys are taking notes. WordPress is one of those places that you can build a website because they come with a CMS that is so easy to customize. But even then, I didn't use 500 bob. I spent close to 20,000 shillings because we had to get WooCommerce. We had to, we had to, then still then we had not gotten MPS integration. Actually to date, I've never figured it out. After I, so, so you guys are going to show me, but you're going to get all these by just using Ubuntu's product, which is range. And you can get all these products between 500 to 15,000 based on the kind of services that you need. Just a quick one. If Mamamboga at Halingam mm-hmm. is selling hamburger and uh, the person who's ordering the burger maybe is at Langata or um, Siokimau, let's use Siokimau. So I'll place the order from Siokimau. Who's going to deliver this? So um, that's actually what we mean by batteries included. Okay. So um, as soon as you sign up for range, you pay the 500 buff every month. But with that, essentially, everything that you talked about with the shortcomings of, of WordPress, which means um, you don't have to pay for domain hosting. Yeah. We actually pay for your first um, year for the domain. So if you're buying a .co.ke, we'll, pay, we'll buy it for you and we'll map that for you as well. Um, you have unlimited storage, so you can just dump as many photos as you want onto the platform. Um, and then you get the benefit of having logistics being carried out for you. The Mamboga actually um, leaves the logistics to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what will happen okay. is she'll get, the moment an order is made, the Mamboga will get a text, the customer will get a text, and the rider will get a text. And this text will be different for all of them. So the customer will be told, hey, your order's on the way. The rider will be told, hey, go pick this up. Wow. And the Mamboga will be told, an order has been made, prepare, prepare your goods. And the rider's going to come to her, pick the good. The moment it's been done, that's when we dispatch it. So the rider will come, collect the good, and then take it to okay. the customer, to their doorstep. Okay. And that's amazing, because she doesn't have to care about that. All she has to focus on is the fruits and the vegetables at her stand. And keeping up the incredible product looking yeah. fresh. That's that's the gist. We take the, the essence of democratizing e-commerce is by reducing um, barriers to entry, mm-hmm. we're also making it um, easier to operate a business in, in Nairobi, in Kenya. And our goal, um, we say this, we have, we have two goals. And I think by the end of this interview, we'll have shared them with you. Um, one of them is that uh, one day people will come to Nairobi and they'll ask how much it starts a bit, how much it starts to cost a business to start a business, and we'll tell them one thousand more to start a business. Okay, that's, that's that's an incredible place to actually take a break. We take this all in information uh, because most of us young people. One of the biggest challenges for why we, we don't start our own ventures is because of capital. And uh, Abant is telling us that they're going to help us start a business with only a thousand bob. So let's just take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to get a better understanding. Let's enjoy some good music from Karun. Glow up. Thank you. 
thank you guys uh, for staying uh, with us. Before we took the break, um, Abantu was sharing with us incredible vision that they have. The incredible vision that they want to reduce the cost of starting a business to just 1,000, which is powerful. And, and it's not an easy goal. But, but, but what I'm going to do is they're going to explain it to us how they're going to help achieve this. But before that, I just want you guys, let's move back a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about e-commerce in Kenya. And, and, and I want us to talk a little bit about one of the guys who, who actually started off e-commerce and uh, pulling out an article from uh, from Business Today. They say that, so the, the particular organization that I want to talk about is OLX. One of the reasons why OLX was able, unable to do quite well was because one, they didn't they were, not, they were not able to make money. There was a lot of money being traded within their platform but none of it was going to them, right? And the second part of it, which by the way, I'm also a victim, is con men, right? <laughs> Where you have this, like, an amazing store, you get this product, send me money, you send, but the product never gets to you. How are you guys tackling that? Not making Sustainability. <laughs> Let's call it sustainability. Sustainability. Yeah. So I believe that a lot of people who, become, who begin e-commerce platforms solely rely on transaction fees for their revenue. And that does not make sense. And when you rely on transaction fees, so on commissions, right? When you rely on commissions, you actually make a very small portion from the sale that goes through. And unless there are so many sales, particularly of higher value goods, you're not going to make um, a lot of money. One of our mentors sent me a picture of all of the transactions revenue-wise that have been going on in the bigger e-commerce players and the money that they actually made from one month. And I can't remember the exact figures, but I was so taken aback because this is almost 10% of the total transactions that has happened. Mm -hmm. And so it's not sustainable because you might be pricing wrong. You're relying on transactions occurring in your system and you're relying on commissions and what do people buy the most they buy low value goods yeah then if they buy a lot of low value goods then your commission is going to be very low as well and it's very hard for you to maintain yeah. and then they end up with a problem where they have to observe so um, the incumbents into the market, um, unlike OLX that was a bit unlucky to have not been able to reach critical mass, what they'll do is they'll come into the market, um, they will spend a lot of money trying to onboard people, after which they will now spend a lot of money marketing so that people come and buy. And at that time, they will be charging a low commission, right? And with the low commission, they're hoping to make sure that the main people get into the platform as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, once they have enough people that are repeat customers, they then now start upselling their merchants. So their merchants are being charged more to sell on their platform because they know that their merchants can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they end up hurting the merchants. So what does a merchant have to do? He has to raise the price on their platform. But, um, you know, they, they, in the end, they end up having to, to because they're priced wrong, they're trying to fix the problem, but the only person that gets hurt in the end is the consumer yeah. who they set out to protect them in the first place. Right? So that, that's that's a bit of a problem when it comes to charging solely on, on commissions. Mm -hmm. And we've seen this a lot with most of the incumbents yes. raising their commissions to try and um, recoup the amount of expenses that they're putting into the company. Yeah, you'll see people going from a 10% commission to a 20% commission, non-negotiable with the merchants. And you'll also see a um, couple of e-commerce companies trying to swap to a monthly payment model as well. And it's because of, we all assume that we're like Amazon or Alibaba, but we must understand that they serve an international market. You know, enough capital or enough revenue based on commissions. And they also have paid advertising on that platform because there are very many viewers. 
there are very many people coming on there. And that's another way, that's another revenue stream that they use. But when you come in and you're starting out, you can't necessarily use advertising as a revenue stream because you don't have a following. You don't have a very large following. And just as Ken said, they end up hurting the vendor. And what happens when the vendor eventually loses hope? So, you know, once bitten, twice shy. If a vendor constantly has negative experiences on an e-commerce platform, when the newer ones come in, they'll be less willing and less likely to join. In fact, I think we spoke about this earlier, how we have to have somebody go to shops and spend their time having conversations with vendors and initially, you know, just trying to convince them to give this a shot because they've already been bitten just once. And then another issue with that kind of thing is failing to understand the market that you're entering. E-commerce is not just putting up goods and, you know, having people buy them. That's If that's your goal, it's essentially you hawking with different things all the time. You have to understand the market that you're in. In a very good way to observe it is like, just look at some of our major brands. You look at their advertising. Look at how they've targeted it. They've understood the market that they're in. The same thing with the goods that we're stocking. When you choose to stock your e-commerce, because a lot of e-commerce sites buy their stock, Right. When you choose to stock it, you need to make sure that the stock that you've bought makes sense with the market that you're in. And with OLX, they had people selling their goods there online. You also have to choose. You have to, at least when you're starting out, go and approach people or advertise targeting people who sell particular goods. If you know phones move in Kenya, then you need to look for people who are willing to sell phones and tell them, hey, this is the best place to sell a phone. Mm. You can't imagine that anything and everything is going to go. And of course, when we look at the con men and people putting up goods like that, it's very easy to turn people into numbers and into into statistics. (laughs) It's very easy to turn people into numbers and into statistics. But essentially, you have to pay attention to that one customer, the second one, the third one who comes and tells you, hey, I have a problem. My goods aren't coming the way they're coming, you know, or the way they look on the picture. The moment five, ten people keep telling you this or they keep saying this, you must pay attention. You can't ignore it until the end because I'm quite certain that, you know, towards the end of their operations, it wasn't the first time they were told that there was a con man. Somebody had tried to report it. And it's important then to have good reporting systems in place. We need to be able to ensure that because you're the one facilitating this interaction, the people who you are bringing together are honest people. You know, you need to make sure that they are not misleading. And because it's very hard to do background checks, it is, and you can't always guarantee that, the next best thing to do is to make sure that your customer can report it. Yeah, it's very hard for me to go and do constant ID checks to make sure you're not a criminal. But what I can do is when you report it, I can take your side and we can figure it out together. I think, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 I mean, you get a uh, good thing that, um, the, the right now they're rebranding and hopefully the new yeah. product is, uh, is going after they were bought. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing we try to do is, uh, is mitigate and protect each of the clients from each other. So essentially, um, OLX had, um, the good people and the bad people mixed into one pot, mm-hmm. right? And, um, essentially there were probably like a hundred thousand people selling legitimately and a mm-hmm. hundred people or maybe a thousand people who are cons. But um, at the end, those thousand people, anyone that says I was going to OLX said that's a bad place. What we do, though, is give everyone their own independent store, mm-hmm. right? Therefore, if your store is 
associated with doing bad things. Okay. They don't say range is the problem. No, okay. they don't. They say store X. So if there is a con man, they are the ones who are messing for themselves. They never touch anyone else. Any other, okay. So okay. by doing that, we're okay. ensuring that um, they're all just isolated cases. So one, yes, take the side of your, your customers. Two, try to be as diligent as possible when you're mm. bringing people in. But three, because we have such a defragmented approach to everything, that means that uh, if you mess up, that's your store, that's you who goes down. You go down on your own, right? And we will not be hesitant to take you down and make sure that the people that you've tried to um, con, right, are, are reimbursed. We will come after you. Okay. But that won't hurt our platform, neither will it hurt the honest people trying to make a living. So if Mama Boga is doing her thing, don't let somebody in the middle of God knows where mm-hmm. mess up her, her livelihood. That's true. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the disadvantages of sitting on a shared space. Yeah. When somebody messes up, everybody has to take a fall, whether you're a part of it or no. not. Okay. That's very okay. Um, so from what you guys have just said, um, I'm getting the idea that range, if I'm coming on range and uh, I'm selling my clothes under Morande Beauty Shop, I don't know if that's, that's the name. <laughs> uh, so what you guys are saying is I'm not going to post my content alongside Kevin's electronic shop. So each person is going to have... so. Moranda Beauty Shop with its own products and Kevin's Electronic Shop with its own products. Yes, it will. And okay. when you look at the marketplace, because I understand there can be some confusion there, you're going to see all of these commodities. Yeah. We have pages dedicated to only the seller's goods as well. So you can actually go and see the direct seller's goods and interact only with their goods. So we try as much as we can to segment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So on the marketplace, yeah, you have everyone there. It's one point. But our goal is... Um, after being in this space for quite a while, mm-hmm. a young business will start off by um, getting on Instagram and then eventually they'll get to... This is actually how the journey from what we experienced was you get on Instagram, um, you try to sell from there, you realize that uh, managing payments and getting a do the guy to do deliveries every time is too stressful. So you, you head on to Jumia mm-hmm. or Masoko or OLX mm-hmm. or um, Killimall right, or, or any other of the platforms right now, and then you start selling through there. And um, over time, you have you have a great time because they've obviously taken the time to build a great platform, and um, you grow your brand. But at some point, um, even if you pay for the advertisements to show up on the top page, it becomes a fight because your goods are there, but your competitors' goods are also there. And if you're all shown on the same page, um, they might pick your competitor. So what then happens is they say, you know what, I want my own thing. So just like a person who starts a, a stall in town, they'll eventually take a small corner. But when they grow big enough, they'll want to take a corner, like in Garden City, and they'll want to have their own shop. So that's a natural progression. And what stops them from getting there in the first place is always, I need to hire a developer, 100K, I need to sort out Mpesa, I need to sort out logistics. So we're saying just skip that whole journey. Skip one and a half years of, yeah. of journey. Skip you know half, half, half an M, 100K, whatever it costs you build a whole infrastructure and start at the end. Start with the shop, start with your own shop, start start with your dream shop, start with logistics, start with payment, start with that. Don't go through the whole journey. Just start with everything from the beginning. Wow, okay. I'm lost. I I don't know what to uh, (laughs) I don't know what to to say. Uh, Because what you guys are what you guys are building is quite incredible and and, and, um, what I like about it is 
it's the fact that guys can earn decent dormant income without like the hassle of carrying your buckets and going through towel or looking after kanjo just having it sitting there online and, and and just someone placing an order one thing that i'd like to know because because you have a website so uh, i want to use the relationship of facebook and twitter and instagram so if you want to go for example to my twitter it would be twitter.com slash morande dixon right because that's my username if you want to come to we said morande beauty shop if you want to come to my shop how will it look like the south africans have they if there's one thing they love is the dot zd domain so dot zd dot co dot zd dot geo dot zd dot me dot zd dot ac dot zd do you know how many they have a million plus one wow one <laughs> million dot zd that is incredible it's powerful. It's they love them. That's brand. a population. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dots away from them is a statement. It's yeah. A, this is the quality. This is proudly South African. Let's shift back home for a moment. Right? 2002, the .ke launched. Kenic, CA, they launched it. It's a great thing. 2002, um, sometime back, I don't quite remember when, the government put into legislation that all government parastatals, entities, whatever, all of them have to have a .ke, right? So that means any <coughs> county, parastatal, whatever, all of them have to have a .ke. Now, we started in 2002. The government passed that all parastatals have to have that. 17 years later, how many .ke's do we have? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> 84,000. You're kidding me? No. Maybe the figure's changed, gone up a bit by now, but yeah. 84,000, wow. 84,000. 17 years. So... With that in mind, we want to we're trying we're trying to suggest some radical changes. One, we want such that when anyone registers a business in Kenya, they have to have a .ke as well. And because building a website now costs one thousand bob, right? We don't think that it's something difficult. Every business should be found online. This this is the basic trick. For essentially, is how you operate, right? Yeah, yeah. And so therefore, now you don't have to pay incredible amounts of money to get a website. It's now a thousand bob. It's a reasonable thing to ask for, right? Um, and then, uh, secondly, we also help facilitate people getting a .ke domain. For people who pay um, on our platform uh, 2100 going forward, um, we give them, we buy for them a .ke domain and we'll mark them. So when you're asking about how your shop is going to look like, it's not going to be um, anything, right? It's going to be beautyshop.co.ke. That is the tag. That is what we're trying to push. We're trying to push. Um, Kenyans shops, you know, to the world. And Kenya needs to be proud of its .ke's. Um, we even have for our website that we want to have a multinational reach. We have a .ke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw right? that range.co.ke. Because we need to push the yeah. .ke. Yeah, yeah. Wow, incredible. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. Do we have people who have already taken this up and they are owning it? Well, well, I mean, there's, I was actually looking. There's an there's an article uh, that says that Jumia they actually sold they sold about three billion, which is just on phones. Um, and I'm just curious to know what is the what is the uptick? What is the mindset? How how are people reacting to online shopping? When people think e-commerce, they think Jumia, which is both a good and a bad thing. Okay. So it's a good thing because now we understand that we can buy things online. It's a bad thing because that's not all e-commerce is. You know, e-commerce is not just a marketplace. That's just one of them. You know, an online store, your own website, that's another form of e-commerce, you know. 
Even um, these companies who help you sell via WhatsApp, that's also a form of e-commerce. Not the most effective, but it's a form of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, we do have some uptake, but first of all, we are adopting it without fully understanding it. So the people who are taking it up are taking it up with excitement, which is amazing, but then they're also creating a bit of bad practice. You assume when you get an e-commerce website, sales are going to magically come. That's not it. E-commerce is very simple. It's a way for you to get your goods online so that you can sell online. Not so that sales appear, (laughs) you know, or you magically appear everywhere on the top of Google. No, it's just the first step so that you can get online so that you can finally access a wider market. And when you look at how we envision e-commerce, it's also something we view as something that is, I'd say, limited to a particular group of people. So when we go and we look for our smaller businesses or the mama boga, this is not something that they believe that they have access to. And it's something that even though it has come into our country, people don't believe that they have access to it or that they can do it. You know, only a set number of people do believe that they can. And it's usually people who have been operating for a bit longer or people who have been exposed to technology a bit younger or people who have the technical skill to build their e-commerce. But aside from that, everybody else kind of doesn't understand it. And so they're not able to utilize it to its to their best you know, capability, which leads to a few other issues. And then, of course, we have a few people taking advantage of it, as you said, the con men. And so, you know, we look at it and we say, how is our e-commerce uptake when we keep saying we're on online, first of all, and it's just Nairobi and course that's online. <laughs> Everybody else isn't. And the second is that those of us in Nairobi who claim that we are online and we're doing great have a poor understanding. So we are taking it up. We are as buyers buying, but now we need to change our mindset and think, what if we were the ones selling? Or what if we were the ones who decided to go online? What if we decided to, I don't know, sell our art. You know, we have a lot of artists. Yeah. But we don't. We think more so, if I want to buy a phone, I want to buy it on Junior. Um, I don't know if Ken has anything else to add on this or to help me she's, with my thoughts. She's mentioned quite a bit. So yeah. um, it's the culturing. Yeah. So um, our initial understanding of e-commerce has been done by Junior, who've done a fantastic job. A really good job. But the education has been done, has been done poorly. So many people think that when you go online, sales happen automatically because Jumia is the one that foots the marketing, right? The other one's building up the posters, the other ones are marketing social media. So you get on Jumia and suddenly sales happen. But that's because they've marketed their site. So most people think that you set up the website and things will happen. No, you have to go out and do the marketing yourself. From a, from a seller's perspective, there's a bit of a problem, right? Because they don't understand that just like your business, you have to run your e-commerce as a business. And we're trying to get into a mindset uh, shift because in our side, we're thinking the average person who wants to start a business, let's say in Nairobi, um, has 50,000 shillings, or maybe they've saved some money. So perhaps they go to um, Dubai or China and they buy a crate or something, and then they go to Jamiamon and set up a lease for about, uh, say, 40K. And then they have to repeatedly pay it. And we're thinking, you're paying 40K, and then you're paying someone, because you're working on something else, you're paying someone 10, 15, 20K every month to sit there and man the shop, right? And the sales you make are three people 
randomly walking by in the middle of the street will see what you have and they'll buy something. That's hawking, right? It's hawking. You're just not doing it on the streets. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to talk about, yeah, the problems of the buyer side and what how juniors have propagated that, unfortunately. And then on the seller side and then on the side of the foods, right? Um, so just I'm going to talk about those three things. Um, so when you come to a seller, that's what we think. Right, and you don't. You're not marketing your business. You're you're just hoping that three people walk into your place, into Jamia Mall, and buy something. That business is never going to scale, right? And that's why you have to ask yourself why in town you walk and you will find a chip shop, a boutique, and then maybe a, a bar or a phone shop. Phone yeah, phone. a chip shop, a boutique, <laughs> and then a phone. A chip shop, boutique, and, and then master back. Yeah, and you're thinking these like you these people have only ever had one. Like, I don't know if you heard of Sanford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sanford has been there since my dad asked my mom on a date. They probably <laughs> went there. <laughs> <laughs> and they've never left that place. Meanwhile, right, companies in the West have been able to open like eight different ones all across. Right? Because the average client doesn't think of scaling, right? They think that I have my stall in town and I'm good as long as I'm making my three, four sales. Yeah. Right? And that's that's where the mindset is. And that's we need to help people change that mindset. Exactly. If you want to be able to grow as a business, you need to start thinking beyond your four walls, right? Um, it would be much easier, and I would advise you if you took you go go get your credit, go to China, go to Dubai, whatever, go get your credit, bring it here. But rather than pay forty thousand and twenty thousand, spend sixty thousand doing a social media campaign, right? Pay us one thousand to set up a store. We'll make sure that you move. By the time you're a year in, one, you've created a credible brand, right? Secondly, you have enough money to actually now go and afford a showroom, and you get to decide where your showroom is because when you initially started doing it, you were aiming for the whole of Kenya. So the whole of Kenya actually knows your brand. With sixty k, you can reach really, really far. You can go Nakuru, Eldoret, Kisumu, Naivasha. So the problem for you doesn't become which store in town. <coughs> your problem instantly becomes which part of Kenya am I going to open my store? Wow. Because they know me already. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So why yeah. am I fighting with sixty k every month to go and pay for a store in Jamiamo when I pay sixty k to do a proper social media push? Yeah. These are the things that the guys in the incumbent um, social, I mean, um, e-commerce stores know. This is what they know. And they can keep us here because we're not willing to we've not been we've not been told about the fact that it can be different, right? Yeah. So we're here telling you that you don't have to fight the or do what they're doing for you, right? They'll market you, they won't market you, right? It's up to you to market yourself, right? So you can be much better off marketing yourself and pushing yourself and then making money out of this. Yeah. This becomes an easy way for you to be able to grow your business. That's from the buyer side. Okay. From the seller side, now there's a bit of a problem. I mean, I mean, uh, from the seller side, from the buyer side, there's a bit of a problem. There's a photo we have that we like sharing with people um, <laughs> on how Kenyans have been cultured. Like a queue. A queue. Uh, okay. <laughs> a queue. We have we have a photo of a queue. Some okay, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> we have a photo of a queue in a room with a bunch of very smart looking, not old, like 30, 40 year olds, oh, right? Suits. Smart looking, intelligent looking Kenyans, right? Yeah. Um, in the ring of queue. And, uh, it's a long queue. It's, it's a long queue. <laughs> <laughs> but it has something, I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the collections here. One of the collection sessions. I'm thinking this guy's doing an amazing job. Right? Yeah. Like people that have to collect their goods. One of the collections going on. And it turns out you ask anyone in the queue and ask him, what are you doing? It's like, I'm here to buy. So, what do you mean you're here to buy? It's like, yeah, I'm here to buy. And so they're thinking, you went and bought a phone. You asked your friend, where did you buy the phone from? 
So you go to and physically go to there because that's where you want. That's where the Kenyan is. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. That's where the Kenyan is, right? Okay. And um, <laughs> that's where the Kenyan is. And we need, we need to change that. Right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. definitely. That queue, though. You have to tell me what's at the end of the queue. <laughs> at the end of the queue yeah. is a guy with a computer who creates a Jumia account for you. And places the order for you. No, that's what no. at the end of the queue. <laughs> then places the order for you yes. now, and then you come back three days later <laughs> to collect your two tickets. Right. So what we're trying to do is <laughs> about democracy. Okay. Our hope is that we're giving almost everyone this time. Yeah. Um, they can then take out the order for training everyone around. So if the Mamboga is able to go into Halima and all the people. Like her kids or the people who shop from her, right? At that level of the income of the economy, she's able to train them. Say, this is how you buy on my side, right? Or if she has other people, if she can train them at that level, and you have today we have a hundred of them, right? We have a hundred of them. Tomorrow you have a thousand. Tomorrow you have three thousand. Some in Nakuru and whatever, and they're training their people. This is how you buy from my shop because this is my shop. That way, it's that the people understand that you don't have to go somewhere to buy things online. You buy things wherever you are, and that's a that's a problem with the misinformation we get. We're told, you know, 90% of Kenya is online. Yeah, it's true they're online, but are they savvy? Yeah. They're sending WhatsApp photos and mm. uh, and two news. Yeah, but <laughs> essentially, essentially, um, how to use the internet? There's, is it's a, it's a challenge. Other thing altogether. Yeah. yeah. Lastly, is on the mobile phones. So the mobile phones are a big thing. You know very well. That no matter where you buy it from, an iPhone 10 is always going to be an iPhone 10, and that is the only thing that they can trust will be provided to them without any but any malpractice from the provider. Yeah. That's why phones move. There's no other secret. It's not that they're more sellable or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's because people know that when I buy a phone, it's always going to be the same phone. It's yeah. going to be difficult for you to switch it up or whatever. That one is always going to be original. Yeah, and it's not the phone that they trust, it's the brand above the phone. The brand, yeah. yes, trust, exactly. In your example, you said an iPhone 10. So they trust Apple, not Jumia, not, you know, Killimall, not the marketplace. It's, it's the product, Apple, yeah. you know? Yeah. They know they're going to get that product. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Yeah. And that's why you find that like, phones are a really big thing for them. Phones, electronics, whatnot. We're trying to make sure that people are now going to selling you know, whatever it is, right? yeah. and the best of the best providers will be able to make something for themselves, a decent living, right? Um, because one, where it's a difficult thing. We understand that we don't have all the answers, and we're still very young in this, but it's a trust game, and the only thing people trust at this moment is mobile phones. So one of the conversations that I usually struggle with, guys, is how new products can actually penetrate into market. Mm. So today, if you want an, if you want a phone, uh, most of us will tend to go for Xperia, Techno, you know, like the old brands as compared to, you know, the reason the ones that are coming out. And it's because of the trust. If you want to go and buy a TV, you're thinking LG, you're thinking of Sony. And you guys are going to tell, uh, what I want you to, to talk to us a little bit about is how can, so if I'm putting up a shop uh, on your store, on your website, if I'm creating a, a sub shop, I don't know if that's how that's the name. I don't know if you got how If I'm putting an online store on range, uh-huh. the biggest challenge is from what I'm picking from what Ken you said, what I'm picking a lot is instead of focusing on trying to build the website and everything, I need to focus on building um, 
you know, rather campaigning, doing a marketing for those products, right? Yeah. Do you guys have some tips that you can share with these young folks who only use Instagram to post how lovely and filters and, and everything? Do you guys have like some tips, just a little bit for these folks and how they can use social media? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so um, yes, I appreciate So what I'm saying is... Um, <laughs> That, that, that marketing I'm, 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 I'm really pushing for, um, use it to create trust, right? Um, spend the money making sure that uh, one, your customer has the best. If you have a single customer, right, and they have a good experience, use market that. Spend 20,000 shillings letting them know that your first customer got their good and they say they liked it, right? That's the problem with the newer brands. What eventually they have to do is work on creating trust. Yeah. So what I would say for you is, yeah, I don't know, Carrie will give you tips on how to go about it, but I say create trust. Anytime somebody has a good experience on your store, really put through that and then spend time letting everyone know that, hey, I'm here, I'm legit, right? As long as people know you're legit, that's the thing with Kenya. When we find something that's legit, we will share it. and It'll become viral or, you know, you'll at least have everyone in your village talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. I think to add on to that, um, trust is very, very important, and brand is very important. And we had some people testing our system, and they were students, and they were like, I'm broke. I don't have money to pour into, you know, advertising. And so they asked me, you know, what do I do? And I just said, like, we created, like, a small step process for them. And the first thing's first was to go and find extremely affordable places to advertise. You'll find that, um, not a mall, go look for a shopping center. Um, putting up posters in a, shop, a shopping center is very affordable. It's a lot cheaper than attempting to go to a mall. Or go to, you know, if you have a car or access to a car, your parents have a car, stick something on that car, you know. Maximize on what you have currently available to you. And when it comes to um, advertising online, we assume that we have to have copious amounts of money. We don't. We don't. You need actually, for a five-day campaign, for a Facebook advert, it will cost you minimum per day 101.1 shillings. So if you have 101.1 shillings and you decide to do like a five-day campaign, that would be roughly 500 bob. If you put in 500 bob every week, you'll have roughly 400 to 500 people seeing your product. And that is quite insane, you know? And it tells you that advertising is no longer something that requires copious amounts of, you know, amounts of money. You don't have to have so much money because you don't need millions of people to see your good. You're just starting out. You know, you just need one or two people. The key here is to maximize on what you're doing with your Facebook advertising. Understand your customer. This is very important. Picture them, imagine them, understand your customer. If you're selling to women who happen to live in Runda, imagine that woman who lives in Runda. If you're selling to a campus student, imagine that campus student. If you're selling to somebody who gyms, you need to understand that. So that you, your content you share actually directly relates to that person because you want to maximize on your 100 bob a day. You want to maximize and ensure that when you share this content, somebody clicks, right? And the next thing that you can do, at least with your website or your Instagram page or whatever you're doing, is make sure that the content on your website or the content on your Instagram page reflects this person. It appeals to this person. It can't be random. Nothing is ever random. Even how supermarkets are laid out, it's not random. They've thought about it. 
So you need to put some thought, and thinking is free. So sit down and put yeah. some thought into your content and put it on there. And the next thing is, before you start looking for strangers, before you start wondering you know, about your competitors, does your mom buy from your shop? <laughs> does your brother buy from your shop? You know, do your friends, yeah. your friends need, if you sell USB cables, yeah. if your friends need a USB cable, are what you the going person? to ask? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you need to start with your house. Yeah. You know, go do housekeeping. Make sure that the people closest to you know what you do because they will tell their friends and they will tell their friends because you don't always all know the same people. Um, if I tell my friend what I do, when somebody's asking about a website or somebody wants to create a website, she's going to tell them, no, stop. Don't look for this person. You go look for Carrie. You yeah. go get her. She's going to help you out. And that's really important. That goes back to trust because people don't trust advertising. They trust people they know. And if your friend recommends you or your family member recommends you to someone they know, they're more likely to say yes. And they're more likely to try you out, even though you're completely brand new. And when you have that happy customer, just as Ken said, you tell the world about that happy customer, you share that happy customer. And most importantly, most importantly, you ensure that this customer has the best experience possible, the best one. And then you tell them, hey, whatever you need, I've got it. It's on my site. Even if it's not there. You just call me and I've got I'll it. I'll find it for you. And I'll find it for you. Yeah. So a lot of your advertising, it doesn't have to be very expensive from the get-go. What's most important is ensuring that your message is very clear. It's sound. People have to understand what you're saying. And two, it it is able to appeal to the particular person you want to buy your goods. And three, that you've thought it through, really think it through, really maximize. Because for 101 shillings a day, you get to put your stuff on Facebook. And your Facebook ads also appear on Instagram, by the way. You can mm -hmm. toggle that. Mm -hmm. And for 200 bob, 500 bob, you can actually negotiate, even with a small shopkeeper, and to stick your poster or your flyer there. And that will gain you your initial following. And once you have that, you'll eventually have enough money to have larger campaigns. I understand that not everywhere is Nairobi. So maximize on what you can do offline as well. Incredible, incredible. There's a reason, so uh, like like Carrie said, make sure everything is clear, well thought out. There's a reason why sweets chewing gum, they're usually at the counter in supermarkets. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually uh, one thing that I have picked from what you've said. Yeah. Make sure everything is well thought out and clear. And I think this is a good place to, because our listeners are right now taking notes and just trying to brainstorm a little bit about this. Let's take a quick break. Let's listen to Miriam Makeba, Pata Pata. Then when we get back, uh, we can finish up and wrap up the conversation. Then one more time, Ken and, uh, Ken and Kari are going to walk us through how to sign up on the platform and how to take advantage of this particular product.
Thank you so much for sticking around. That was Miriam Makeba with Pata Pata. And uh, studio, we have amazing, amazing young folks doing incredible. And they believe that they're going to reshape what we know as e-commerce. They're going to change it and they're going to, to make it simple for anyone with as low as 500 bob and as low as 1,000 bob. You actually have your own store online. All right, guys, I hope you got that online. On the website, you have a website, we have everything. And... They handle everything. All you just need to do is focus on your marketing. And as Kari walked us through, make sure you have a clear message as to what you're selling. Okay? Put the sweets at the counter. I told you guys. And then and, and condoms and, and everything else. They're usually at the counter. Just remind you. <laughs> All right? So um, I want to give Ken and, and Kari an opportunity to walk us through, again, step by step, how to sign up how to have your own store, and also how me as a user, me as the, the person who has this store, how can I get fully out of it? I'm sure that uh, there's a reason why Apple has all those turnovers, and, and sorry, but Idle is not. You know, there, there's a reason for, for that. And, and I, I like, because you guys are in this space, just share with us if Morande, how can Morande Beauty Shop do so well? How are you going? What, what can I do to ensure that I have the sales that I'm hoping for and dreaming of? So when you go to range.co.ke, you'll be met by a marketplace, lots of commodities there. And there are two places you can go to get to the business landing page. So on the top right corner of range.co.ke, you will see start selling. Start selling is right next to host to an event. Top right corner, very top. If you can't find it, you go to the very bottom of the page, usually where the footer is, and you'll see for business. You need to click that. So either start selling or for business. If that just isn't cutting it for you, you can type in to your browser business.range.co.ke, right? You've gotten there, you just go over to the top right corner of that page and you hit register. The landing page already has information on what we do, 
You can go through it if you'd like, but if you're ready, you just hit register. When you hit register, you'll be asked for your business details or your business information. This is your business name, your password, and your email. Password for your range account, not for your email account. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that confusion before. Okay. And your business name, please just sit and think about it for a while. What is it? Can you always say you should go fast and pray over it? So think about your business name. And then okay. the next step uh-huh. is they're going to ask you if you want to be on the store or on the market. So do you want to have a store or a marketplace? That's the next step. You want to hit store. So when you create a store account, your goods actually also appear on the marketplace, so you're not missing out. Once you hit store, the rest is pretty much history. We ask you about how you want your settlement, where your business is located, that kind of thing. During the registration process, we'll ask you to choose a template. We have templates for you to choose from. Choose whichever one you want. They're all free, (laughs) and um, you can change later on. You can have all of them. You can swap between all of them. And most importantly, when you're choosing your domain name, we have two of them. It can be a bit confusing. There's your subdomain, so that's beautyshop.range.co.ke, and your actual name, beautyshop.co.ke. So subdomain and domain. If you don't already have a domain, you put in beautyshop.co.ke down there, and we in the back end will start checking to see if it's available, and we'll let you know. Right, so those are the two key things during your registration. Okay. After your registration is done, you'll get a link sent to your email. This is why you should have used a real email address. If you did not, <laughs> go and start again. <laughs> so as long as the email address is legit, okay. you just simply need to log in and hit verify. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from wherever. Once you've verified, log back in, and you'll be met by our dashboard. Our dashboard can be a bit overwhelming at first, but the most important thing for you to do is to go to products and add a product. When you add a product, it'll automatically appear on your store the moment you hit add to store, okay. right? So add a product. On manage products, there'll be a list of all the products you've added. Hit add to store, all right? On the top right corner of your dashboard, there are your settings. When you go there, that's where you put up your business logo. If you don't have a business logo, don't stress, all right? You can go to a website like flaticons.com, choose an icon that's kind of close to what you're doing and use that as your business logo temporarily because it's free, all right? Um, The next thing you need to do is head over to my store. So my store has a little beta written next to it and that's because we are constantly updating the infrastructure to make sure you have the best experience possible. When you hit my store, you'll be hit by another dashboard and from there you'll be able to edit your template with our CMS, change your template to any of the others that you wanted or add extra settings. And that's essentially it. So one, register. It's a bit long because I've gone really in detail today. (laughs) But one, just register. The steps are very clear. Two, add a product, right? Three, edit your template. Wow, that's simple. All right. So as simple as register a Facebook account, put out your first post. Facebook is so kind. It actually tells you what's on your mind and uh, and you just have to put whatever is on your mind. Uh, For Range, the good thing with Range is they also have a video that walks you through um, everything else that that all these other steps. So dashboard is nothing. There's nothing to worry about dashboard. Yeah. It's just it's, it's just a, whatever you're going to see when you open the website, and uh, that, that's it. Nothing, nothing. So it's like when you when you go to your profile. That's 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 what she's calling dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. When, 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 when I'm selecting, um, when I'm going through all these steps, I've selected the shop, uh-huh. I've selected the, um, essentially, are there products that I cannot sell on range? Anything illegal. 
So oh, anything illegal. Yes. So call out, call out uh, range. They, they, they have a video that walks you through the whole steps. They have um, under their how to use range. They have the walkthrough. And also the, you can actually call them. They can come to you and they can help you uh, set up. Now, the second part of the question, how can I maximize and get the most out of range? All right, so to get the most out of range, you first of all need to make sure that um, you set up your profile really well. So um, just like a guy or a girl, if you want to get on a date, you make sure your Facebook profile is <laughs> All your best selfies, your Instagram selfies, <laughs> all your best selfies, the same applies for range. Um, you have to make sure that um, you have set up everything to appeal to the kind of customer that you want to um, attract, right? Um, after you've done that, you need to make sure that you've got your, your, your marketing campaign sorted out. So Gary talked about um, understanding who your customer is, being thoughtful, and uh, being very clear about what you want to achieve with it, right? And then communicating the message. So you need to make sure you have that <coughs> down to a T. Um, then uh, as soon as you've done that, you also just need to make sure that you have everyone in your circle well aware of what you're doing. So your first couple of sales might not come from Nakuru or Mombasa or Moyale. They'll probably come from um, one of the guys who've had one of your friends talk to their friends, talk to their friends. So make sure that the people around you are well aware of what you're trying to do. Uh, yeah, so speak, talk about your, your website, talk about it, tell everyone that you've got a new website coming up and uh, or that's already up and you have this that you're doing. And, you know, don't be afraid to share the link, put it on your WhatsApp status for one week straight. Um, I assure you after it's been on your, it's been the only thing on your WhatsApp status for a week straight. Um, people, one person, two people, three people will click. And that's free marketing. That's free digital yeah. marketing. True. Ask your friends to share, share in your family groups, share in any group you have, do a broadcast. Um, yeah, and that, that can definitely give you some mileage on getting your store out of the, out of the ground and, into the air. So that's how you start off by making sure your, your story is legit. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Another thing you can do is you can leverage on a lot of the features that we have. So for example, all of our templates are dynamic. You can make a change right now and it will reflect immediately. And as such, you know, look at what's trending on Twitter. You know, we had somebody who saw that <laughs> somebody's car set fire and was trending on Twitter. And that moment, they set up a fire extinguisher shop. <laughs> yeah, they set up a fire extinguisher shop. And they're like, oh, it's time for me to sell my wow. fire extinguishers. Um, other infrastructure that we have is, for example, the bulk SMS tool. You know, that is something that you can use to have your repeat customers come back. You know, it's very important to not look just for a customer, but a customer who's going to come back and going to refer. Yeah. That's how you grow, not by one-offs, but That's by somebody true. who's going to come back or somebody's going to refer you. And you can use a bulk SMS tool to do two things. The first thing, let that customer know when you're having a promotion, when you're having a sale, Christmas is coming, Black Friday is coming, and let that customer know that your goods are restocking, for example. And the second thing is we allow you to collect feedback through text. Okay. So send your current customers texts, the few that you've gotten, and understand how their experience was so that you can better it. Ken said that your first customer is probably going to be a friend of a friend of a friend, yeah. right? And you want them to tell another friend. And if you do, you need to get to know how their experience was and make sure that was great. So not only leverage on marketing, but also leverage on what's going on around you and use the infrastructure that we have built to maximize on the opportunities that you have. 
just lastly, I just want to ask you guys if you have any parting shots just to close. We are going to change how people look at Kenya. Um, you, me, and just by doing the things that we're doing right now. Um, if, 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 if we can make it such that we have ensured that maybe 90% of our economy has access to you know, financial services thanks to M-Pesa, we can get to a place where 90% of the economy has access to fast-moving goods in the form of e-commerce. These are goals that we can have and, you know, we, we can make it happen. So that's that's the dream that we want to share with everyone. We also have um, one more dream that we like to talk about. Um, we hope that um, in the next two years we can help uh, create 10 millionaires. So, wow. yeah. I want to um, be part of that. By the way, you can start a blog on Rage. Oh, okay. Yeah, and okay. same cost, right? right? Same deal. So if you have awesome. a shop that can then also have a blog on mm-hmm. it as well, that 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 is there as well. So maybe you're a blogger like uh, Biko Zulu, who is a millionaire, right? You start your blog out with your 500 bob in campus and you grow and eventually you'll get there. So the, the goal for us is just to give people the opportunity and our hope is that in those two years we can help create um, 10 millionaires. Yeah. Yeah. I think building on what you said, don't be afraid of your dreams or your goals or whatever you think that you may not be able to achieve because you may achieve them. Instead, look for the opportunities that allow for you to do this and maximize on them because because you can and because it's possible. And for us, that way of thinking, change your mindset. The more so you look at opportunities or even, you know, your problems, you know, anything that happens to you, a difficulty that happens to you, don't focus on that. Think about the growth that can come out of this, the wins you can gain from all of it. And on top of that, don't underestimate yourself. We started what we're doing in campus as a school project and we graduated like two, three months ago. Had we assumed that we could not do it, we would not be here. Definitely. Had we listened to our no's, because we're told no a lot, you know, we're also insulted sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, how do you listen to all of yeah. the negative feedback from all of this and not pushed forward? We will not be where we are now. You need to focus on not tomorrow and not whatever difficulty you're having right now, but two weeks from now, and then maybe one month from now, then two years from now, five years from now, and see that big picture, see that dream and take it, you know. If we have an opportunity for you to start your shop, you know, if we're able to help you, you take that opportunity. Call us, disturb us, tell us, hi, until I have my website up, I'm not going to leave you alone. Exactly. Because you have that opportunity. If you have the opportunity to, you know, e-commerce aside, go and play a sport you love and do it professionally or, you know, run, do it. Do not underestimate your capabilities because, you know, just as Ken said, we have a big dream. We want to make 10 millionaires in the next two years, but we want to make 10 millionaires outside of our company and we want to see them grow. And that's our big goal. And that's something that, you know, seems impossible. But then again, a few months ago, it was impossible to start your business for 500 bucks. Exactly. Thank you so much.
negative thinking will definitely always hold you back and uh, whatever you tell yourself when you wake up when you sleep and also the content you consume definitely influences who you become so thank you guys so much for coming you're so privileged to have you thank you so much an incredible product that you guys are building and we are happy that we are part of this journey in terms of trying to when someone when uh, a few years from today when someone asks what is the cost of setting up a business in kenya i'll be proud to say it's a thousand bob and that's thanks to you guys thank you so much incredible work that you're doing my dear listeners we had a bet and i feel so confident about myself today i feel like i'm i feel like tripling the cost and saying uh, i'm going to give you i don't know 300 bob per each filler that i use i feel so confident and uh, that does not include cans and and curry's fillers just <laughs> so uh if you if you pay attention to any filler that i used please note the timestamp make sure that you can tell us it was at this particular time this particular go to the point you're telling it's at this particular second and get five, at least five, reply, comment. This post will be on Facebook, definitely. Comment, be the first one to do that. And I'm going to call you and award you. So if you get five, uh, 300 each, that's 1,500. Yeah, that's airtime for quite a long time. Start your store. <laughs> yeah, you can start. Well, amazing. You get capital to start your store. Thank you so much. I've been your host, Dixon Warande. See you in the next installment. Thank you.